Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hey, everybody. Are you ready for the Bible today? Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Let's pray. God, thanks for this day. And God, thank you for the opportunity you're giving us to hear your word today. Lord, we want to hear from you. I pray that you'd speak to us by your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your word, the Bible. I thank you for the authority in your word. And I pray that it would speak just to every individual who's listening, watching today. We thank you. I pray for the empowerment of your spirit, the leading of your Holy Spirit. God, to share what's in your heart for us today. We love you. We honor you. It's our privilege to follow after you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're in the third week of this new series called Moving Forward. And in recent weeks, we've been laying down the groundwork of the idea that it's, it's time to live now. It's time to be fruitful now. Even with all the restraints and everything that's going on in the world around us, it shouldn't stop us from living how we can and being fruitful how we can. Last week, we discussed a principle in the Word that helps to fuel hope within us. And that principle is that the best is yet to come. In God's kingdom and in God's economy, things get better and better. He has a a better in mind for us. We're in this new covenant following Jesus, and it's a better covenant. There's an eternal covenant waiting for us that we get to be with God in heaven for eternity. That's an even better covenant. The best is yet to come. Last week, we landed on a scripture where we were discussing the Holy Spirit. And that's where I just read to you. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. I talked about how we are in the last days. God has poured out his Holy Spirit and God continues to pour out his Holy Spirit and he's very generous with it. And he wants you and me to be full of the spirit. And today we're going to look at what it looks like to live a life that is full of the spirit. Let's go to Romans chapter eight. I'm going to read to you verses five and six. It says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. You know, Romans does a a great job of describing these two natures that can actually war against each other at times. There's something inside of us that when we're honest with ourselves is drawn to sin. It's drawn to selfishness. It's drawn to destructive behavior. And and that's simply our, our sinful nature, our carnal nature, or what the Bible sometimes will call our flesh. However, there is also something else inside of us that wants to do the right thing, to live right and to live in love and to be pure. That is our, our spiritual nature. It's the Holy Spirit. When we receive God into our lives, we receive his Holy Spirit in our spirit. And there's a desire to do the right thing. 
Now, let me read that scripture to you again, having depicted those two natures. Romans 8, 5 and 6 again. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. When we struggle with thoughts that are sinful or sinful attitudes or sinful actions, we need to turn to God, turn our hearts over to him, turn our minds over to him and allow God's Holy Spirit to be the one who leads us in life in peace. There's a great summary of this principle in Galatians chapter 5:16, where it just says it really plainly. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I love that picture of just walking by the Spirit. It reminds me of, um, you know, Elizabeth and I like to take some walks together. And when I think about walking by the Spirit, it makes me think about those walks with Elizabeth. Because when we walk together, it's pretty intentional. And there's a lot of conversation that goes in between us. And it's, um, it's very relational. And I think that's what it means to walk by the Holy Spirit. It's intentional, like I set my mind on the Spirit. It's relational, I'm interacting. It's conversational, I'm talking to the Lord. And I think that's a beautiful picture of what it means to walk by the Spirit. What's beautiful also about this whole picture that God gives us is it makes, us, makes it clear. Make a decision. Do I want to walk by the Spirit or do I want to walk by the flesh? And what's, what's really interesting is it's hard to do both at the same time. So if you're feeling drawn to something that's carnal or sinful, put your mind and your heart on God, on his spirit, and say, I want to walk by the spirit because the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So, so far, Romans has been really clear about how to live by the spirit that, and that your um, thought life is, is, is beautiful and that it's strong, right? Now, let's look at verse 11. Romans 8:11 says this. And if the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because his spirit who lives in you. <laughs> Y'all, this, this scripture is so powerful to me. God's spirit gives life to your mortal body. Your physical body. This is exciting for your health, right? I, I love the premise of the scripture. It says, the spirit who raised Christ from the dead. Yeah, God's Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ when he had died on the cross, right? Y'all, that is some power. That power is living in you, is what this scripture is saying. I, I believe that God is all about natural remedies. I believe that God generally approves of things like medicine and surgeries, those natural things. God's not out of touch with those kind of things. But many of us need to remember um, to take a few doses of the Holy Ghost, right? Like when we're struggling in our bodies to go to God and to let his Holy Spirit bring life to your mortal bodies, as it says. I mean, it can't say it any more clearly than that, right? Romans 8, 11 again says, and if the spirit who raised Christ from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead 
will also give life to your mortal bodies because his spirit lives in you. That's so powerful. And I'm not done with the message yet today, but I do want to hit pause because I keep talking about having the Holy Spirit in your life, whether it's the Holy Spirit to govern your mind or to give you peace in your spirit or whether it's the Holy Spirit bringing life to your mortal bodies, as it says in that scripture we just read. But maybe you're watching or listening today and you're saying, you know, I don't know that I have God's Holy Spirit in my life. Well, I want to tell you today that it's it's not complicated. Uh, scripture says in John that when we give our lives to, to the Lord, we become born again. And it become, when it says born again, it means born of the Spirit. And when we commit our lives to God, when we turn our lives over to Him, that His Holy Spirit comes into our lives and gives us a new life. It's like being born all over again, our life by the Spirit. Maybe you've never experienced that today and, and you're ready. You just say, you know what? Life in my own hands, done my own way, doesn't work. I need to commit my life to the Lord. If you want to do that today, here's how you do it. You just say, you know what, God? I turn away from me having the authority over my own life. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I thank you for what Jesus has paid for completely and fully on the cross. And I turn my life over to you. That is the the process. That is the, the moment in which we become born again is when we make that kind of commitment coming to God. And I want to tell you today, he wants to make you born again more than you want to be born again. If that's you today, I just want to encourage you to pray that prayer. God, I, I, I'm tired of life being in my own hands. Forgive me of my sin. I commit my life to you and just ask God into your life. And he will come because he is desired to come into your life in a more powerful way. If you're praying that way and you're making that decision, I want to know about it. Uh, would you go to victorychristian.church and click on Next Steps? And uh, we'll reach back out to you and uh, rejoice with you because we want to walk with you in it, journey with you, and celebrate this amazing decision that you're making. And we don't want you to be alone in it. You know, going back to this message, because God is so generous with his spirit, I'll remind you, last week we talked about how there's this outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. But you see over and over and over again in Acts where God keeps pouring out his spirit on the same people. And I'm, I'm very encouraged by that, and I'm thankful for it. And I think that there is intended to be an overflow that can happen in our own lives of walking with the Lord when we have his Holy Spirit in our lives. And sometimes you just can't contain the good things that God is doing in you. And in Acts chapter 3, I want to show you a scripture where that's exactly what's happening. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, we're just another chapter forward in Acts earlier. We started in Acts chapter 2. And this is Peter and John, the apostles. Uh, they're headed to the temple that day. Let's, let's hear the story together. Acts 3, 1 says this. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. When he was put there every day to beg for those going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, 
look at us. I'm imagining that he did this thing, but he said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking around and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This story is amazing to watch this instantaneous miracle with a man who had been lame from birth. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people speak about this over the years. And one of the things they always bring up uh, or often bring up, I should say, is at this gate called Beautiful, it says that this man was put there in that um, daily and that it was a normal regimen. It was a normal pattern in his life and that he had been lame from birth. And a lot of people have um, deducted, if you will, that Jesus has probably walked by this guy um, during his days of ministry and that um, this guy has been, and those same disciples had probably walked by him before. And yet there was this moment where now he was going to be healed. And it makes you wonder, why wasn't he healed before, right? Jesus has gone by, the disciples have gone by. And I think, honestly, I think it's because it was a prophetic moment, if you will. I think there are these moments where God is just ready to move and ready to do something. And if he has a vessel that's ready to respond and ready to cooperate, you know, and, and kind of execute his will, God can do some amazing things. And I feel like everything in the scripture is pointing to this prophetic moment. You can see it by the way the, the scripture describes Peter's interaction, right? Because it's not kind of like subtle. They don't like walk by and they're not like chatting and that kind of thing. It says Peter looked straight at him. Like you can just feel that, right? And it says, he says, look at us like demanding the lame man's attention, right? And the way he speaks to the man is is directive and, and powerful. It's It's prophetic. He goes, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk, Y'all, that's not like a normal prayer. That is a prophecy. That is him prophesying health into this man. Peter is full of the Spirit, declaring healing, prophesying healing over this man. And I want to say to you today that that is a great picture of what life in the Spirit can look like. In moments of our lives before I've been talking about what does life in the spirit look like for our mind and what does life in the spirit look like for our bodies and for our spirit and just our general walk day to day. But I, I love this this picture because there seems to be this overflow of his spirit that has the, and there's this moment where this man is being healed because, you know, life in the spirit also means 
gifts of the Holy Spirit that we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12 and gifts of healing and miracles and a prophecy and these types of miracles. And that's what we're seeing in Acts chapter 3 is we're seeing God moving by his Holy Spirit upon um, Peter. And of course, we, we just read about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And here he's prophesying health into this man's physical body. And I want to tell you today, God wants to use you in this way. He wants his power to overflow in your life and to touch others as well. So I I want to encourage you today to be open, be, be willing, be prayerful. Walk with the spirit, just like I was describing earlier, intentionally, conversationally, relationally, like Walk with the Spirit and just say, God, what do you want to do today? What's in your heart today? I don't necessarily believe that every day is a miracle day. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think God's always doing a miracle somewhere at Sunday. But I really believe that God has more things for us in that realm. He wants us to be full of the Spirit. And he wants us to overflow and to see that touch other people's lives. You know, our our theme of moving forward, of living today, being fruitful today, we need to be filled with the Spirit again and again and again. More of His fullness, more of His leading, more of His wisdom in our lives, more of His empowerment, more of His gifting, and yes, more signs and more wonders, because God has so many people that he cares about and is reaching. And he wants to use you and me to reach other people. And he is so willing to fill us with his spirit for our lives, for life in the spirit, but also for people's lives around us. And I just want to encourage you today to be open and to be willing and to be asking for opportunity because there's nothing like a front row seat to watching what God's doing. I want to take a moment and I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that um, the Lord will help you to know what it is to be filled with the Spirit and refilled with the Spirit and just to know what it is to walk with the Holy Spirit and that there will be an overflowing in your life and that you will know the gifts that he has put in you that he wants to work through you for the good of others. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. It's exciting to see how you work and it's exciting to see your heart and god it's exciting that you fill us with your holy spirit i recognize today god that it's because of you jesus and what you've done on the cross that makes it possible that we can walk with you in this way it's not based on our goodness it's based on your forgiveness and it's based on your righteousness over our lives but today we just say yes we need more of your Holy Spirit. God, may we be full of you, of your Holy Spirit in our lives. May we have a good ear to listen to what you're saying and to interact with you in a way that is appropriate and is a blessing, Lord God. I pray, Father, that 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 filling of the Holy Spirit, Father, will also activate gifts of your Holy Spirit in us. And Lord, that our hearts would desire to see others touched and transformed by your power. We thank you for life in the Spirit. 
That Lord leads our thoughts and our minds, Lord Jesus. I thank you for life and the spirit that grants us peace and grace in our own spirit, God. And I thank you for your spirit, Lord, that it can bring life to our mortal bodies. And I thank you for life and the spirit that can overflow and touch and truly minister to other people. God, there is no one like you. We worship you and we honor you. We thank you for you, who you are and we invite you all the more into our lives daily and moment by moment. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day. Thank you.